View from 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Yo, what's good, everyone? Brit's not here, so you know what it is. We've got an announcement to make. We're no longer um, View from 202. We are. We're no longer a New York Red Bulls podcast. That's true. You're just listening to Bodega Boys right now, and the Knicks are about to go on a four-game win streak against the Houston Rockets. Above the line, anything's possible. So, um, no, yeah, so we went to the game. Yeah, just kidding. This is episode 73 of View from 202. Britt is being... uh, a, a, a good for human once. being uh, for arguably the first time uh, that we've known him. Uh, he's down in uh, Puerto Rico uh, uh, on behalf of uh, New York City uh, doing some great work. So uh, it'll just be me, uh, Sam Place, and Alex Peaches Chang. Yo, what's good? How are things? Um, well, the Knicks are obviously on a three game win streak. So um, basketball's all that matters now, and there's no more sports. Yeah. Um, well, did, so I, I'm I'm a huge Knicks fan. Uh, did who did we beat? Um, <laughs> We've beaten. Get this, the Nets. We've beaten the LeBron James Cavs. We've beaten the Denver Nuggets, which are a Western Conference team. Anything's possible. And now we're about to beat the Houston Rockets. Um, we probably lost to the Houston Rockets by the time you listen to this, but it's lit, fam. Kristaps Porzingis is going thirty points a game. He's going crazy. He was a unicorn for Halloween because he is the unicorn. So he didn't really dress up or anything. Is that so his whole I don't, thing? Like, I don't actually know. I just thought that was a great costume. <laughs> no, but. the Knicks like Knicks fans call him a unicorn because you know where do you find a player who's that of that physical stature with that much finesse? Right. Yeah. As an avid Knicks fan, I obviously knew that. I was yeah. Just, you mm-hmm. know, helping right. just helping all the. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So. Uh, we were at the game Monday. Um, do we have to talk about that? Um, I, you know, Britt's not here. So we don't. So we don't, but we should. Okay. I feel like we should. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Monday was the first leg of the Eastern Conference semifinals against Toronto FC. Um, I fell for... So what they usually do on the like MLS app and everything is they have the game time at 7 o'clock, but they just do that so everyone gets to the stadium on, on time. time yeah. uh, and I fell for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fortunately, was able to get to my seat before kickoff, which I think is probably the first time that's happened all season. That's nice. And that means it worked. <laughs> yeah, it was successful. So that was, yeah, kudos MLS, I guess. But On the other hand, I knew that the kickoff was at 725 and I just got there mm, right after the anthem. Yeah, so you didn't. You, you, you were late. But anyway, I, I made all of this soccer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a frustrating game of soccer um, that uh, I guess we could go right into. Yeah. Recap us because I somebody has can't to do them. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess we'll start off with with kickoff in the first 10 minutes of the game, which kind of felt like a really good back and forth. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that like it, it, it seemed uh, like a relatively open game. Mm-hmm. Um and it was kind of indicative of, of of how things unfolded during the rest of the game with like the just a pretty clogged midfield. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of the the game was determined there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't in our favor. Um, but we'll go ahead and uh, talk about the first goal in the eighth minute. Uh, it was uh, uh, a few 
good moves by Josie Altidore to cross the ball in. Uh, Robles parries the ball, uh, questionably parries the ball, uh, right out to the middle of the 18, uh, where Vasquez takes a couple steps. Is it really marked down or, or track or closed down? Uh, and then wow, just uh, takes a shot on a relatively open net. Uh, Robles gets a finger on it, but uh, to Doesn't no avail. Uh, and Toronto's up uh, in the eighth minute, one nothing. One Victor away Vasquez goal. of the Barcelona Academy. Is that his whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> was, so was he? He was the new signing this, this, this year. Yeah, and no one thought he'd be good as good as he is. And he's kind of like one of those bargain like. Um, not quite even tan players, I think, um, who just turn up like hardcore. So when when Sebastian Javinko came to the league, uh, he was this. Uh, it reminds me maybe to no Vasquez is to a much lesser extent, much lesser extent, but but a, sort of a, a second tier player for their national team who might get call call ups, but won't actually start. No, not even not even that because Giovinco, like when he came to the league, everyone was hyped for him. Okay, yeah. All like right. Victor Vasquez just came in. Everyone thought he was going to be like maybe a middling, uh, above average MLS midfielder. And he surprised everybody. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, it's a really successful and fundamental. At uh, least that's what my understanding that of that narrative is. Um, if I'm wrong, email us. Yeah. Well, Brit's usually, plug in. Brit's usually <laughs> there, to, there to balance you out. So this, this could be a really big, an off the rails episode <laughs> where I just don't properly put you in check. So, so. Oh, wait till I get to the, the Sean Davis part of the episode. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, we might, we might be in agreement on, on that, but, but we'll, we'll, right, we'll eventually get there. Um, but so then after the goal, I, I thought we we started to uh, we started to open up a little bit, but we looked exposed. There were a few yeah. other plays between uh, the that goal and the end of the half where uh, we got beat pretty badly. Uh, there was there's one play that I remember. Josie uh, had a couple. He he took on like three defenders, but mm-hmm. made it all the way to the t- to the end line, and then he almost gets a shot in. Uh, uh, whips in a cross that goes right over the face of goal. Nobody t- nobody takes care of it, and then it goes to the other side. Fortunately, nobody else, nobody on Toronto was in the six yard box for that, so we kind of dodged a bullet. And then there was another play where I don't know who shot it. Was that was it Vasquez uh, who just who shoot. Uh, or somebody crosses the ball in. Might have been Delgado. Uh, and then there's a header uh, at the edge of the six yard box that goes off the crossbar. Oh yeah, I and, think that was Delgado. And and uh, and we kind of we lucked out a bit because there's those were two among among a few really good chances. Yeah, if someone was in the box that would have been finished from the eighth to the forty fifth minute. Where it, it really it could have been two nothing, could have really been three nothing, uh, but but we we kind of uh, were relatively unscathed for that period of time. But then at the end of the half, uh, we managed to draw a penalty uh, through. It was like a I think it was a long ball from Felipe up to Sasha, who then flicks it on uh, to um, to Bradley, who loses possession, but then somehow manages to get the ball back and then keep going into the box and he's fouled from behind, which some people are arguing is a really soft foul. But we just watched the replay. Not and, and you Canadians need to shut the fuck up. Like yeah, that was definitely a penalty. Canadians need to shut the fuck up about a number <laughs> of things. And but first. First and you know being this penalty, uh, penalty call. Uh, so then Royer comes up. Uh, so so I, we were in one hundred and one. Uh, we both immediately put like pull our hoodies over our heads and, <laughs> and like pull the drawstrings. I straight up close my drawstrings and then I don't watch the penalty because I because because I, I just 
memories flood back from from the Last fucking year. Montreal playoff series when Sasha comes up and takes the penalty the weakest and just penalty totally botches it washed penalty makes Evan Bush look time. like a good goalkeeper and he's not so like that's really indicative of how bad that was Worst and so so ever. my yes exactly and my so my expectations were very 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 low uh and so like I just I just kind of wait for for the sound, wait for the reaction. I also pulled my hoodie down, but I also just don't have as much self control as Sam did or does and did. So I just turned around, like at the last second, saw Royer put that straight down the middle. Uh, I think I remarked to you after the game is like I think he picked something up from Gonzalo, maybe because <laughs> that was a and 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 so I I like. I like joke to Peaches that like the first time that I actually saw the goal was on the re- the highlights. Like that was the <laughs> I, I actually didn't see the goal. I didn't see the penalty. Uh, and uh, but but obviously you know hearing the reaction around the stadium was enough. And and so Royer goes ahead and sinks it right up the top center of the goal. Uh, uh, right at the you know up but top center i guess mm-hmm. whatever and uh and so that was the last uh play of the half and so we go in at halftime tied 1-1 with some good crowd momentum and also some pretty positive energy from the team and so uh you know uh, take that into the second half and and it looks like we carry it forward we, we play it's like 15 to 20 minutes of really good soccer and and it felt like we uh I mean, part of the problem that we had, and we can talk about this a little bit later, is that I feel like um, in this battle of the midfield, we were losing. And I feel like... Yeah, just straight up. And, that's that's and, what happened. And, and, like, and I feel like players recognized that, and so we pushed a little wider. Uh, and so I feel like... I felt, it felt like there were more opportunities, more crosses from players like... like um, Kamar Lawrence and Tyler Adams uh and so we looked better and and we looked more dangerous and there were more opportunities and it kind of felt like the momentum was on our side and we were about to score and then freaking Verone comes in first touch he or maybe technically second touch but no, no, his, that was his first touch like so dead first, ass first touch like, shot on goal <laughs> like he comes in in like the what was it the 62nd minute uh and and so and he's at the it's a it's a it's a uh a corner and he gets the ball at the other side of uh of the 18 he brings it down just rips a shot on goal and and so and bono makes a pretty good save pretty good save uh and and but but like that was it's like a good reason to test the keeper yeah <laughs> it was great and i mean it just it just felt like we were gonna score right it felt like Gonzalo was gonna like just turn this match on its head. Like yep. it, that's what it felt like. It felt like an impact moment. Yeah, and then it wasn't. Yeah, uh, and it clearly wasn't uh, because eight minutes, nine minutes later, uh, on just this bullshit counter, uh, Sebastian Javinko gets the ball on the left side of the bo- of the eighteen. Uh, I he- think everyone in the stadium knew as soon as that foul was called. And like I want to talk a little bit about the foul because so what 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 had happened was uh, he gets the ball and it's him against Mario and like you know like Mario's hit or miss like he he's he can he can do all right like outside the box my biggest issues with Mario are inside the box yeah, I agree. but but I'll say that that one on one is not ideal but it's like fine and then like Felipe comes in so it's two on one so you figure okay you don't need to you don't need to foul you don't need to do yeah. anything like yeah. anything rash yeah uh, like you can actually just push him outside uh or force him to pass 
or force him to, to make a relatively good move. But but then Felipe comes in really clumsy and then just knocks him over right at the edge of the box. And like everybody in the stadium knew that it was going in. The the announcers knew. Everybody like that was like that's his spot. Like that is exactly where he's going to score. You just can't like anywhere like within 15 feet of the the 18 yard box i'd say that's javinko can score from yeah and so like (laughs) everybody knew it like the team like there were some post-game comments which we can get into in a little bit of that like like, they had specifically practiced like like very like uh niche plays for this sebastian javinko set pieces from the edge of the 18 and the execution And, and like and so i'm sure we practice it you know for for an entire week and and we don't execute when we need to do it the no. most and so there's a four-man wall uh and michael amir murillo is is the player who's next to the wall who uh once uh javinko runs up to kick he drops back and he and the maybe, former dax role where he would drop back into the goal line and be there in case the ball went far post. Yeah, but in, in, or so, near post. so I'll say former Dax, but I'll also say former Felipe role because I remember there was a point at the, it was either the beginning of uh, last season or the season prior where we were uh, away. It must have been two seasons ago. We were away at, I think, Dallas when mm-hmm. when Felipe runs back and he makes an amazing header, mm-hmm. like a goal line header clearance uh, from, from from a play like that. And, and I feel like he's the type of person who should typically and does typically step up to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have Michael Amir Murillo do it this time around. He, and so part of the issue is that he leaves a little late. Um, and then additionally... Uh, he did just miss by he inches. Just miss. He's a very tall guy. And so maybe that's the rationale. I for, think that's what it to, was. To have probably. him instead of It's probably uh, quicker Felipe. and taller. Maybe. Uh, but, I mean, neither were really useful. Uh, if and, you turn off mentally, yeah. Yeah, and so the goal is uh, it's on the left side of the net, and it's mid-height. It's not particularly top corner. Um, It's not the best Giovinco free kick. (laughs) Not nearly. So of his 14 goals from set pieces uh, since 2015, I wouldn't call that one of his best, or even his top three, or in his highlight reel. It was (laughs) even this year. Yeah, yeah. right? I mean, it was fine. And and I think part of that was was Mario, and I think part of that was was Robles, too. I think he was a little slow regardless. Yeah, but Um, Robles wasn't supposed to get there, according to the way that the play was designed, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe he, like, the expectation is that he's covering his left side, and he's leaving the right side exposed so that somebody can drop back. But I think either way, I think a 2015 or 2016 Robles gets there, he's about a foot off, maybe a little little less than a foot. I was curious, because Robles should have seen that Mario wasn't making that run back quick enough, and he should have at least tried to run towards the center and not cheat as much. Well, I think that, I mean, I think that's a big ask for anybody. I think think that, like, uh, maybe an in-form Luis Robles would, 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 would have picked that up and would have been able to respond in the half second that that had happened. Mm-hmm. And even if he had a step, like that would have been enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, he'd expose the entire, like entire, his left side of goal, he'd expose it. So, so I'm not really sure, uh, you know, how, how, how the, basically every single piece of that was a fuck up. And so like uh, the end result is that we're down to one from a game uh, and a half where the momentum was, was was entirely on our side. Easily drawable, um, perhaps winnable. Yeah. Um, and then, so the game, we'll just play out the rest of the game. Uh, Vincent Bezicourt, the Beza, comes in. Beza. Is it just Beza or the Beza? No, it's, it's Beza. I kind of like the Beza. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we we this nickname started from Jeremy Corbyn, right? Yeah, I know, but like, a, it's like a, I don't know. Like so I'm gonna start Wu-Tang? calling him now the Jezza. <laughs> okay, the Jezza. All right. Okay. Um. Interesting. Uh. Noted. Oh, I like the Wu Tang thing. Yeah. Like, like he's just like B Z A. Yeah. The Bizza. The Bizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can do the Bizza. Um. <laughs> anyway, Vincent Bezacourt comes on. Uh. He comes on for Damien Paranel. Yeah. Well, we went right? to four in the back. Yeah. So we go chasing four in the, the game. We go. We go four in the back. We're chasing the game, which is on the one hand. At is 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 what I like to see as a yeah. as a fan uh, who wants us to draw. Uh, on the other uh, other hand, if we scored or if we gave up another goal or if we gave up another like, maybe two more goals because of being exposed in the back, then this would be an entirely different conversation. Mm-hmm. But either way, Bezikar. I comes, think this entire conversation is really. I mean, we'll get to this later because Aaron Long cut his hair. But yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, Bezicourt comes in, um, and so we have an additional player in the midfield, uh, in the center. And, and, and so there's some things, I'll, I mean, like, it seemed like he brought some energy, which was good. He, uh, he put a, a more press on, on the Toronto players, um, uh, which was good. He forced, some, uh, he forced them to cough up, cough up possession a few times. Uh, and he looked creative, but at the same time, I remember there were a few plays where it just like it, there were like three Red Bull players over the ball, like uh, and nobody knew where to go. Everyone kind of felt lost mm, and yeah. and really disorganized up up the middle, um, which didn't really seem to like help us at all. Yeah, I mean, I'll say the one positive was that so at, at a certain point it felt like uh, Bradley Br- Bradley being uh, a little bit uh, to the side uh, like. Uh, in order to allow Verone to play a bit more up the middle was sure. a problem. But then what we, we kind of switched back during the substitution to having Bradley come up in, into this uh, up the middle into a, again. Into a farther role. Yeah, yeah, he played straight. He played up the middle and he played very, very forward. And, and that was, I thought, good. He had more chances. Unfortunately, he was unable to execute. There were a couple plays that like essentially mimicked each other where he got the ball in the box. Yeah, I was going to ask and, if you're going to bring these up. And, you're right. And, and then the first one was a relatively poor touch that led to just losing the ball to the uh, to, to Bono uh, who then uh, who you know smothers it good good play yeah I mean a, it was hard to bring down that ball so like I don't necessarily blame Bradley for that I mean hard to bring down uh, but at the same time like like you, you what, have to be able to, but do, you, to do that so so the question then is I feel like he had a l- little bit of time if he if he took a lighter touch he would barely get a foot on the ball or does he try to volley it like that's kind of like the decision making there, and I feel like he just kind of took a, a little bit heavier of a touch than he should have. Yeah, I mean, I, I there was a little bit of indecision. I mean, there was indecision in the Chicago goal, but he lucked out because <sighs> whatever the fuck, Lampson's a terrible keeper. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, he didn't luck out, and then the same thing happened. Uh, is a little bit of a di- more difficult. It, it was more difficult. He had this time. He had a couple defenders On and Bono, pretty tightly. Uh, and and he forces a corner. Um, but in both these situations, or maybe at least in the first situation, you kind of expect him to, to score. He, yeah. he gets put into this position he's more comfortable in, and you kind of expect him to, to be able to execute, and he doesn't. And so uh, the game winds down, and the one of the last plays is uh, a cross into the box, and Kamar Lawrence gets a nice header, uh, which then forces a save from Bono again. Is it Bono? Bono? I feel like I'm just saying like you like Bono yeah, the from YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. So so I honestly don't know. Alex B. Alex B. Yeah. <laughs> uh he makes a good save and that was the last chance we had and then yeah. 
uh, the game uh, runs out and uh, we end with a 2-1 loss at home in the first leg of the Eastern Conference semifinals. You missed my main highlight, which was that like 30 to 40 yard shot taken by Damian Paranel. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was dope. And, and, and like, I think that like it forced a save. Like it, it was low. It was in traffic. Um, and you know, if, if Bono were a little slower to that, it would have been a goal. Like we need to test the keeper. We need to create chances. And uh, like, I, I, it's, you know what the Red Bulls are? What? The Red Bulls are kind of like me looking for a girlfriend. Like, the, <laughs> oh. like the, they always like make a lot of like really good chances, and if it's not perfect, they're not going to shoot. Okay, I agree with you on the last, <laughs> part, at least on the last part. Uh, but but yeah, um, yeah, it was frustrating, and it 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 sucks to. It's like the wind was taken out of our sails a little bit. I think even scoring that last goal. And coming out with a two-two draw would have been would have been would have uh, been fine. Fine, yeah. Because um, then we just need to win, and that's that's easier. Now we have to ha- score at least two goals and win. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's familiar with the playoff structure. It's it's a. Uh, <laughs> You'd it, be surprised at how many people are confused by fucking away goals. Yeah, I mean, the way it works is it's it's uh, it's the aggregate of the first two of the two games, uh, and then if the score is tied, the tiebreaker is goals on the road uh and so toronto having two would force us to to either we have if we so essentially if we win one zero we lose the tie break yeah so we have to at least win two to one yeah uh otherwise uh we're we're we're, uh we're out uh out of the playoffs so we gotta go for it when we get to uh toronto but that'll come in segment two yeah um was there anything else you wanted to talk about in the game? I had a few points I wanted to bring up uh, before we head to Goat Woat and I guess Zoat. Yeah, I mean, like, look, this. Um, I'm I'm glad that Jesse is a little bit more willing to risk um, that defensive, uh, f- like stability in the back three when we, um, and taking off Damian Parnell, who I thought played a good game. I, in fact, I thought our back line played pretty well, all things considered. We were able to successfully isolate Giovinco, um, starve him of service. Um, I guess the problem that came with that is that Josie was often found a little bit open, but we often, like, our, our, our back line's pacey enough to catch up to him now. Um, and that, you know, like, that, that's, that was the main defensive point of this game, like, to contain Giovinco, who, to be honest, has not been great in run of form um, uh, during the during run of game. Like sure. he, in the past couple games, he's not been able to score from run of play, but I think we did a good job still starving him. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say that we lost this game in the midfield, and yeah. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And I think that it's unfortunate because our our defense had a really good game against the best attacking team in the league, who had the most goals in the league by a significant margin. Um, we we lost because players like Felipe and Sasha. Uh, or a step behind for some reason. We're, we're either a step behind. They had ter- poor passes, um, and we're just overall beat by players like Victor Vasquez and and Michael Bradley. Yeah. Uh, you you just saw it every time. I just felt like every time Sasha had the ball, or even Felipe had the ball, and you see this bald motherfucker behind him, like you just knew that you just knew that he was going to give up the give up possession, and that's and that's what happened. And and I think that. That's what forced us to 
play out wide. But I, I felt like why we were so good in Chicago is because we also had a threat up the middle. Yeah. We we won that midfield battle against Dax and Janino. But we didn't do that this time. We weren't even close. And so we had to push out wide. Uh, but we were playing against a really good defense, the second best defense yeah. in the league. And so it was, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's really frustrating because we were closer out wide. We had some good crosses. And, and well, there were some frustrating instances. I thought that that Adams and, and, and Kamar had, had pretty decent games. Uh, and... It's just unfortunate that there was no threat in the middle at yeah. all, it, it, at all, and so that killed us. And, no, and- I I totally agree. I mean, I think we were overrun with just you know the the high ability of the players on, in the midfield, um, but I also think that they just did a good job stopping service to Sasha Question. Not that Sasha played particularly well in the game, but that he didn't get the ball high enough in the like in on the pitch to make a, a big difference like he did in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. I thought he looked confident. I mean, there's a reason that we did we all give him goat last time. I remember giving Ooh. it or we we all either gave him goat or gave him, him a honorable, shout out at honorable least, mention. Yeah. Like I I I like ate like I think I like verbatim like ate, like ate my words <laughs> yeah. like like and and I like I gave him credit where it was due cuz he had a great game, but it feels like he just fell back into his kind of just iffy performances. Yeah. Um, so I guess that uh, can kind of lead into to Goat and Woat. Sure. Uh, unless you had any other last thoughts. Um, I mean, I, you know, like, obviously I'm not optimistic going into the next few games, but I think overall... Few. <laughs> like, we, we, I think we played into... Um, I played... We played to kind of at least, like where we should be playing, you know, in that game. 2-1 against Toronto, that's kind of how it should have been in the regular season all season Maybe like, with our players. I think that... Maybe. I think we're just, you know, leveling out where we're supposed to be leveling out with his team. Uh, I don't know if I... I mean, I don't know if I agree. I, I, I think that ultimately... And we can get into this in the second segment as we break down the second game on Sunday. Uh, I thought that we should have had higher expectations for for the performance on 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 Monday. I thought that we should have and and could have scored more. Um, I thought we should have expected more out of that midfield. Um, and I think there's a reason we all either predicted wins or draws, mm. uh, and and we came up short. So I don't know, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll move on to uh, to to goat and woe. Um, Peaches, why don't you hit us with a goat? Um, I guess my goat in the game, I mean, I th- look, I thought that Damian Purnell played pretty well. I'm going to give him a shout out. Um, yeah, this is kind of hard because like everyone just didn't really step up. I mean, I think that Tyler Adams and Kamar Lawrence were everywhere. I, th- I think particularly Kamar, I felt a bit secure in, um, I guess I'll give it to taxi. All right. That's fair. I mean, it's, I, I would say it's gotta be somebody in the back line. Um, I think that uh, in backline, including the wingbacks, I, I would, I would, uh, I would say, um, I'm between Adams, Paranel, and Long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll give it to Paranel because of that shout outside the box. I freaking <laughs> love that. Yeah. But and and we all did. I think everybody was like, well, not everybody. It was probably just me. No, just, you, <laughs> I was just screaming to shoot him to it, shoot it. Shoot it. And, and I did it, and, and everyone's like the madman. And, and, and I and I and I, 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 I kind of do that every time that 
Perrineau has the ball. Or any like, center back, like, really. Like, like <laughs> 25 to 30 yards out. Well, not Long. Long doesn't shoot. Like, he never shoots. Yeah. Um, uh, but and I'll say that like what the diff the, the difference for me I think I mean Long had great recovery runs uh, and and he outran players like Javinko and Altador, um, but at the same time he had no offensive contribution. I feel like he was really kind of timid and passed the ball to Felipe like every single time he had it in the attacking half. Yeah. Uh, and but then I thought that um, uh, Paranel uh, I, I like his creativity in that in that role. I, th- I think uh, he had a pretty good game, and he was he had a really difficult task of containing Altador. And while he got beat a couple times, I thought he did a pretty good job overall. Sure. So, and I've been kind of critical of Paranel, so I wanted to to give, give him a little, 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 little respect. All right, you want to start with your vote? Um, yeah, I guess. Um, I'll do the same thing and kind of say that I was disappointed in like three players, mm-hmm. and I thought that was Robles. Um, Felipe yeah. and Sasha in particular I thought all three had really bad games I thought that Robles could have made that save in the beginning yeah um, he could have he could have held on to it I, yeah. I thought he could have held on to it or if he parried it out it could have been anywhere else other than the middle of the box yeah um, and then in the second second goal I thought that he could have done a little more as well huh. um, but and then Felipe just was kind of sloppy uh, like clearly outmatched by Bradley and Vasquez. Uh, and then he also, he gave up a pretty like just poor foul at the edge of the box. that led to the goal. Uh, and I thought Sasha just had a bad game and also some bad leadership qualities, which I'll, I want to get into a little bit after, after this, but so who is it? Uh, I'll give it to Felipe. Okay. Um, so I like this three person thing before you get to the, like that way it forces you to give your shout outs or whatever. So I'm yeah. going to do that too. Okay. Mine are the attacking midfield players, the, the wide attacking midfield players. I didn't really like Davis or Royer, Royer until the second half. And then okay. he kind of turned up a little bit and I'll also add Robles there. Cause I thought Robles was pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like, come on, man. Like you, that, that, that parry away had to be at wide or like, you know, and you can't let anyone rebound. Um, but I'm going to give mine because I'm a petty dick to Sean Davis. <laughs> Fuck you, Brit. Which is, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> um, specifically to Brit. Uh, I'm going to claim neutrality again, uh, okay. just like last sure. time. Uh, but this time you just get to say whatever you want yes. because it's an open, open mic. And look, my boy, my boy, my boy, Sean Akira Davis. <laughs> look, I love you, man. I think you have a lot of like good qualities, but... It was just, it was a messy game from him. It was a messy game from him. His passes weren't complete. His defense was a bit lackluster. Um, he played further back. He didn't really interact as much with Tyler Adams as he should have, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think our offensive uh, stagnation could have been better with someone with a bit more spark. Breach. Zote. Um, um, let's see. Who's my zote? I have a zote. It's your vote. I'm going to give mine to Felipe because I thought that Felipe, while, um, oh, Felipe's kind of that consistent player. Like, he's not going to, like, sometimes he'll amaze you, but that's not always going to be the case. I thought that Felipe was okay defensively. I thought he was lackluster offensively, and he just kind of, like, kind of did the role that he was supposed to do. So it was pretty average of a performance for me. I don't know. I mean, I, to each their own. That's fair. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to like really get in, get on your case. Uh, <laughs> not although, like last although week. I do disagree <laughs> with you. Um, I guess I'll have to give it, I mean, it's tough because I want to give it to like Royer. Yeah. But he scored the penalty. Yeah. And he stepped up. 
Yeah, he stepped up when it counted when he, need, he needed to the most. But yeah. I think otherwise he had an extremely lackluster game. Um, I guess I'd give it to SD. Sean Davis. Oh my God! I just realized. Oh, Britt's such a sad boy because Sean Davis's initials are SAD. Oh really? Ah, uh, Britt's such a sad Stan. Sad Stan. <laughs> uh, Britt, I hope you're listening to this from Puerto Rico. <laughs> he, yeah, he'll he'll also surely give you an earful uh, on, on the next episode. He's just gonna tweet rogue roguely from our account. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yep. That, that'll come as no surprise to anybody. Um, but yeah, I guess Sean Davis, whatever. Zout, it doesn't matter. Sad Stan. Sad. Um, I guess uh, I had one final thought uh, from the game uh, before we uh, we go into the break. Sure. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about some post-game remarks. Uh, they've been making their way around uh, social media and oh, hold on, whatever. Hold on. Which ones first? So we'll talk about. I mean, I'm gonna refer to a, a couple, um, but it's it's uh, the comments made by uh, uh, Luis Robles and I, I mean I think more specifically Sasha Kleshin, uh from the game and and, and about and specifically. Oh, oh, I meant like, are you gonna also talk about the Josie Altador one? Ooh, yeah, we can get to those too. That's cool. a good reminder. <laughs> uh, but I'm talking more about Red Bull player comments uh, from. Uh, uh, Sasha, specific, specifically Sasha Kleshton, um, and about the set piece uh, and sort of about the tactics that were surrounding it. So there was an article by Christian Dyer. Uh, I think it was just on MLSsoccer.com. I thought it was on Metro. Was it Metro? I don't know. Maybe it was Reese. I mean, I found it on MLSsoccer.com. I don't know if it was if it was also I mean, Metro. regardless, all these comments were in the locker room post-game interviews. Yeah, and this might have just been an actual quote on a video that we can all... I mean, it's all reference, easily referenceable. But, but either way, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read the comment. And this is all in response to the, the goal and the tactics surrounding uh, Sebastian Javinko's... Right, uh, so can I, can I say... Like, I've, I've memorized this quote. Uh, Sasha Kleston here says, quote, The Houston Rockets are washed. The Knicks are goat. Oh yeah, 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 so. yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that was that's the. That was, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, in a second. Um, it's like weird. Why are you talking about the Knicks in in the, in the post game of the Toronto? Yeah, like, yeah, and then he just pivots and he talks about the, <laughs> the set piece um, uh, as an example of the of being washed. Uh, and 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 so he says uh, we had a game plan uh, to have Mario to drop to the line, and unfortunately, he dropped too late. Otherwise, if he was there, I think easily he easily heads that, heads that one out. It's the little details that annoy me. And then he follows up and says, It wasn't Luis's job. It was Amir's job to be there. I don't think the wall mattered. Uh, and then he says, I, I told the wall to jump as high as they could. He still put it over their head. We had a guy who was supposed to be dropping back on the line and able to head that ball back out. And he says, uh, and the ball into the goal mid-height. If he's there, he heads the ball out. It's unfortunate. These are the details, uh, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the details in the playoffs also include passing the ball to a teammate who will score a goal or scoring a goal yourself, Sasha. Right. I mean, I think there's a couple things that really kind of bother me about this. And I think most notably, like... Uh, he didn't play that well. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's... I mean, I was going to say that's not even the most notable thing. I think, like, so partially, yeah. He also, like, like practice what you preach. Like, do your fucking little details out on the field as well. And, like, I think he's, like, easily... He can, he can be blamed as much for failing to execute uh, in maybe in, in, in points that aren't, aren't maybe 
as crucial. Yeah. Uh, like there were a lot of chances where I feel like he just had some poor passes. There was one play at the very end where he kind of just like just kicks it out like to like across the field to literally nobody. Yeah. Uh, and you can hear like the audible like ah oh, oh. like from the entire stadium. <laughs> uh, and it's just really frustrating. But I think also like as the captain of the team and as the leader of this club, like you, I don't know if it's productive to call players out like that specifically and and, but like doing it to the media like like that's like a comment like in the locker room it's a comment one-on-one that's a comment in in practice the very first time i heard that i was like yo like pull him aside and be like dude like you can't you can't just say that to to not him You know, like, you, you got you can't say that to Christian. You can't say that with a microphone in front of you. Just go into the go, yeah, go into practice and be like, dude, mucho trabajo, <laughs> bruh, bruh. <laughs> uh, um, but but yeah, it was just it was really baffling. Uh, but I guess like, and you you agree to some extent, right? Like, or oh, to, I mean, it's like, entirely. It's it's just like it's so like. Sasha, you're obviously media trained. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, but I guess... Like, Dax didn't even do that. When people are like, Dax threw people under the bus. No, he did that on the field. Like, he yelled at we met on the field, and we met was obviously being horrible. Like, actually Maria was playing a decent to average to okay game, and then, like, you call him out on the press? Yeah. Bruh. Yeah, that wasn't cool. Um, but but I just I think that like that's if that's the type of leadership and type of morale we have in the locker room right now, like how do we go into Toronto against the best? Give Tyler Adams a goddamn arm. A best in, against the best team in the league and score at, at least two goals. How, how how do we do that? I don't know. Honestly, I have yeah. no idea. So, but we can talk about that in the second second segment. Can we talk about Josie? Or are uh, we talking about Robles first? Oh shit. Um, Let's talk about Josie. Okay. I forgot to do that. Uh, my bad. Uh, but but I think, so to, to anybody at the game, um, and hopefully uh, during the actual uh, broadcast of the game, uh, you can kind of hear the audible resentment for the U.S. men's national team's player, U.S. men's national team players, Michael Bradley and Josie Altador. And you know it was against Toronto because we don't have any. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not <laughs> well, anymore. Tyler Adams might get called up, but yeah. 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 We have, yeah. Um, uh, but, 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 <laughs> yeah, damn. Damn. <laughs> Uh, true, but he, I mean, he, he will soon. cell phone soon. Uh, but, but anyway, every time the ball went to Altador or, or Bradley's feet, uh, it just whole stadium echoed in booze. Yeah. Very, very good, uh, reenactment there. It was, it was nice. Um, uh, but you could, I, I think you could probably, I mean, we were, we were at the forefront of that. Uh, there are instances where, uh, where the, the entire stadium, maybe not the entire stadium, mostly the South Ward, was either chanting, fuck you, Bradley, which we had to clarify was not Bradley Wright Phillips. <laughs> which was just an unfortunate chant, really. Like. <laughs> but, but, but Michael Bradley. Uh, but then, like, like the audible boos and the fuck yous to Josie. Uh, uh, we could have just done Baldy instead of Bradley, whatever. Yeah, well, either, either way. Um uh, we're very, very strong and prominent, and it got to Josie because he made some remarks. He cares. He cares so much. So what did he? What did he say exactly? Um, well, I think the premise. I'm not. I'm not going to read the quote because it, it's bullshit. It's. Um, he, he's just saying like, yeah, it, it it affects the players the most. And I, I I played here. This was my first club, and I'm Josie Altadora. I'm much bigger than people. Just what a fucking baby. Boo. But, like, I mean, like, his other national team teammate, like, I don't know if you saw this, but at, like, one of the corners, Michael Bradley was just soaking it in. He was, like, 
eyeing all of the South Ward, drinking from the fucking water bottle. It wasn't. Like, it wasn't a corner. That was an injury. Um, oh, okay, that's what it was. It was. Uh, it was one of the center backs. Forgot his name. Uh, he was injured because Bradley went up for a bicycle kick and just <laughs> kicks him in the gut. Like, oh god. Although, if he equalized with that, that would have been the most lit shit ever. Oh, that would have been badass. But either way, <laughs> like poor defender. It, it, he just gets gets kicked right in the gut, and so he's on the ground, and there's a, a good, good bit of stoppage, and and so Bradley takes a water. He gets grabs a water bottle and like essentially like leans up against the the goalpost. Oh yeah, and he just, leans and just back. like and just looks at he the south ward, back. faces the south ward, and looks to like slightly off, and just like everybody's like giving it to him, like just really booing. And he's just like and just screaming at him. Water. And he doesn't give a. Fuck. He's cold blooded, yeah, bruh, Josie. That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how you handle the booze. Yeah, just what a fucking baby. And like he actually doesn't deserve it. But like when you come in and play like that, play that shitty, even like a against Costa uh, against Costa Rica, but then also against Trinidad and Tobago, and, and like you don't really take a lot of responsibility for it. Like you deserve it right yeah and also like i feel like trinidad and tobago are one of those teams that goals he always scores gets his like came from because he just scores against you know these these smaller concacaf teams yeah just pads the stats and he just clearly did it and 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 and, you know the u.s men's national team's problem is it's full filled with uh, stat patterns yeah yeah (laughs) well hopefully not anymore it'd be nice to see a little purge but uh that's uh Neither here nor there because we're not a U.S. men's national team podcast. We are a Red Bulls fan podcast because we're not ultra nationalists. Slash Knicks podcast. Uh, Let's go Knicks. Uh, Knicks well. tape. Gustav um, Przingis, the God Goat, yeah, the unicorn, unicorn. I guess. Um, yeah, we'll. Uh, uh, we'll. So we'll uh, take come a back bit of from a, Knicks coverage in the second segment. <laughs> take a little bit of break and uh, and then we'll uh, discuss uh, game two on Sunday. Keep a gun chain on my neck. Flies a jet. Better treat me with respect. Keep a gun chain on my neck. Flies a jet. Boy, better treat me with respect. Keep a gun chain on my neck. Flies a jet. Boy, better treat me with respect. Keep a gun chain on my neck. Flies a jet. Boy, better treat me with respect. Rock the boat like a one-eyed pirate. Rick James like a glitter on my eyelids. To a year made it five on the highway. Whole world get a little misguided. Where the spotlight put me in the spotlight. Trust no one that put you in the wrong light. I scream when I hit her with the long pipe. Mm, ice cream when I hit her with the sweet thing. Do my thing, no I do not do speaking. Can my shot point it out like Ruth, man. I'ma run this bitch out, I got a moose swing. I'ma run this bitch out, I got a moose swing. I got bipolar confidence, wake up like shit, then I feel like the shit. So I guess I'm the shit. Yeah, I guess I'm the shit. And welcome back to segment two of View from 202, episode Oh, you did the Brit Cadence. Three. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I'm, uh, I did my studying. Just kidding. I, I, I did it. Um, yeah, because why would you want to listen to our voices? I, uh, just I, like. I, I, I don't know. That, yeah, <laughs> Is joke, it worth it? Joke's on all of you. Uh, but uh, anyway, I guess I'll do it Brit style and like talk about the rest of the league. Um, we, can, we can talk about the games that had happened in addition to the Red Bulls uh, loss on Monday. Um, so in the, uh, Eastern <laughs> conference semifinals, uh, the Columbus <laughs> crew thrashed NYCFC to the tune of four one. Yeah. I don't think it's the crew who needs saving. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm it, sure like 15 other podcasts have made that joke already, but like, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's bad. Uh, I guess the one thing, like, it's just really great. Like this, that we're not the worst. That, like NYCFC is just somehow like worse just, than us. Just worse than at us. This. Like they've played three playoff games and have given up ten goals. Eleven, 11 to one. Eleven goals in 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 two hundred and seventy minutes of playoff. And they've soccer. scored one. They scored one goal. It's really sad. And like ah, that that's tough. Mm. I don't know how they're gonna come back from that. And, and, but is it as sad as Josh Saunders? Oh, nothing's as sad as Josh Saunders. <laughs> Rip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the Western <clears throat> Conference, we have a pair of nil-nil draws. First uh, on Sunday night was Vancouver and Seattle. In what people, I think people are just saying is probably the most one of the most boring, boring so playoff games boring. They've, they've ever witnessed. It oh was. Oh my god! I watched the highlights, and there were there were no highlights. Um, it was literally just nothing. Uh, it, it was a really lifeless game. Um, and then uh, Houston and Portland drew zero uh, zero as well. Uh, so that sets the stage for a couple really interesting second legs in the Western Conference, um, with one uh, almost seemingly decided uh, series being Columbus and NYCFC, um, and then uh, leaves us in uh, us in Toronto on Sunday. Um, going into the second leg down two one kickoffs at three o'clock probably 330 right uh, uh just, just get there yeah if uh, you can yeah if you're if you're going we were thinking about it but then like flights really expensive like twice as much as a flight to Chicago eight hour drive and the drive would take forever um it's just not gonna work out also we, like I don't like Drake that much it really like, sucks but but hey, uh, if we somehow manage to to come out of this uh, this game with uh, with a win, and we play Columbus, like fuck, I don't know, maybe we could uh, do a little farewell tour to uh, to to uh, to Columbus uh, and Montfrey Stadium. Montfrey. Um, yeah. So so we'll see. But but we have to first focus on on Sunday. Um, uh, in in this matchup, right? Uh, We've already laid out the winning scenario. We have to score at least two goals and win. Yeah, tall order uh, against one of the best teams in the league, the, or the best team in the league, especially the, at home. One of the best teams at home, if not the best team at home. In uh, I think uh, a couple interesting things to to look out for is uh, were some injuries uh, to players. I think uh, Victor Vasquez. Uh, was he had come up with a little bit of an injury after the game, and then Alex Bono, Bono, whatever, uh, <laughs> uh, is also um, he had, he had sustained a couple of injuries as well. Mm-hmm. But so I, I I'm not sure of the immediate status, but um, uh, it it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, those are the two like two players in their core. You've got a relatively strong goalkeeper in his first MLS season. And then you also have your. Like, He's been around for a while. He was he? their TFC two yeah. starting keeper. Yeah. Um, he's been in the system for a while, but I didn't. I don't know if he was last season. He didn't start. Right. <clears throat> I mean, well, it was Clint Irwin though. Yeah, it was it was Irwin. But but either way, um, uh, didn't he start over Clint Irwin by the end of the season though? Because I think someone started over. Was it Bendick? When did he? When did Bendick go to Orlando? I can never remember. Neither can I. But I, I thought there were several keepers in that in that group. But be either either way, um, you've got a pretty good goalkeeper, and you've got your creative man in the middle, 
it both in question. Uh, that's obviously an issue going into into this game for them. Also, good news: we have scored two goals in Toronto this year. But we the bad also news: we also gave away lost. four. <laughs> Um, but I guess the the good news is that we weren't starting a lot of our key players. Did not start Sasha. Did not start Bradley. I mean, they didn't start Javinko. Uh, yeah, they didn't have Javinko. You know, whatever. We can take care of Javinko. <laughs> Apparently, we can, except for you know when he scores on us. Yeah, that's that's obviously a problem, but uh, that we need to figure out. But but either way, um, what are your thoughts going into this game? I mean, obviously pessimistic. Um, like we didn't look great at home. I don't know how we're expecting to play well away. On the other hand, though, I, you know, being behind by not that much might give us a bit of more fire. I mean, I think this is kind of akin to what Britt was saying. If we got away with like a, what was a a nil nil draw or a one one draw, that we would go into Toronto probably play a bit hotter, probably go after the game a bit more. Um, I mean, I think one of the biggest issues we saw at Red Bull Arena was that we just weren't winning second balls like we used to, um, or we did against Chicago. Like, um, I think we're going to fight a little bit more. I think it's going to be um, an intense match. I think there's going to be a lot of running. I think it's going to be good. I think Gonzalez scores a hat trick. I mean, that's one of, one of the things that's not like the other. But <laughs> um, Hey, we can dream. Yeah, but I, I, I think it should be a good game of soccer, at least, because the, the scenario, the way it plays out, is that we have to score two goals. We're going to go after the game. Um, we've proven to be pretty okay defensively so far, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching good soccer at this point. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and correct myself. Um, Victor Vasquez and Drew Moore are the two players in question. Uh, Drew Moore's useless. Uh, you say that but like <laughs> he also just like held it down in that back line uh so so you know whatever but uh useless exactly um but i mean compared to bono or bono or fuck whatever you too no yeah yeah you too uh but uh yeah but i mean either way um two pretty big players uh just toronto's so deep though that like it doesn't really matter i feel like they were able to score. They scored so many goals without Javinko, without a healthy Javinko. With also, I mean, you know, you have your you have two of your players on international duty all the all fucking the time, time. Uh, and they still managed to score the most goals in the league. So, I mean, it, it does. I, I don't know. At a certain point, like these injuries, like are promising, but Toronto's the team that's deep enough that that they can carry on without some of their fundamental players. But it's playoffs so anything can happen hopefully yeah i guess hey maybe we'll score four we'll, we'll score four goals and shut out toronto like we did chicago but uh i don't know sure um, shall we move on to predictions then yeah i guess we'll go ahead and talk about yeah predictions what, what do you think so look I, I again i don't think i can ever you know predict something um that puts us puts the season at end. Um, I want you guys to hear our our ratty little voices forever. So I'm gonna say that we win three two last minute goal from none other than Alex Muil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine though? <laughs> Just he becomes a fucking legend like, because actually, of one goal. <laughs> that's all it would take. Like everybody would be like, whatever. Like I don't care about the regular season. <laughs> you can start forever. Like, uh, what, he needs matter. to do that in the cup. If we, God forbid, ever made that far again. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna be a little. So I'm gonna say two two draw. Oh. But it's gonna be like it's gonna be that bullshit where like or no. Well, yeah, it'll be a two-two draw, but it'll remind me of uh, the playoffs in 2014 when we lost to New England, uh, and <sighs> and and we we Tim had Cahill misses so, a sitter. Ugh. Well, we lost the first game two-one at Red Bull Arena. Ugh. Just Charlie Davies being an asshole, like just scoring. Would uh, he score both goals? And then like fucking Jermaine Jones with the scissor tackle on on Dax. Uh, you you lot bring out so many of my repressed memories. Yeah, just just bringing them back. And uh, and so yeah, that was bullshit. We lost that game, and then we go to game two of that series, and we score a goal, and we're down one. We're winning. Well, Bradley Wright Phillips gets yellow card suspension because Mike Petke didn't fucking tell him that he would get yellow card suspension on his next yellow card from time wasting. Yeah, it was absurd. It was just yeah, head scratchingly uh, like unbelievable. But then we go in, and Timmy Cahill stri- is, is starting a striker, uh, and we we end, we end up scoring. But then uh, there was just what seemed to be a pretty open shot on net that he just he just fucks up the touch, like totally fucks it up. And uh, and we end up uh, and we end up we're, we were at a point where if we scored, it would have been two nothing. We would have won the game, and we would have won the series. But we end up winning one nothing, losing on aggregate. Uh, or losing on goal away differential. Right, so neither of those things. Uh, uh, yes, away <laughs> goals, uh, and uh, and then just is pretty heartbreaking. That's probably why we could keep Britt around. He knows words and stuff. <sighs> Sometimes, but yeah. But, uh, either way, uh, I feel like this is going to be a similar scenario where it comes up to two two, and we just throw everybody forward, and we create these chances, but we don't execute, and uh, we just just barely don't make it to the next round. Ugh. I hate that. Yeah, but you know that's like more realistic. That, like that's no, like, of that's course. Like, I'm that's not, like, I'm that's not like picking the most, a realistic that's the most score realistic line. Outcome. I said that I, I straight up said that Alex Muil is going to win us the cup. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but but yeah, uh, we will. Uh, where are we gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch this? Uh, probably at probably at emblem. Probably at emblem. Uh, who knows? But that's most likely. Uh, come come join us. Uh, come bitch about. The Red Bulls with us, yeah, um, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, and so, we're friendly. Sam bites, but I don't. I, I, I'm I'm very friendly, <laughs> the friendliest. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, uh, anyway, we yes, we have an email. We uh, we have the email. The from email. Sorry, none sorry. other than the Benny. Um, and I will read it for you now. It's it's. Obviously, the Benny question. It's time for the Benny question. I'm just stalling because I can't find my Gmail app. You um, know that you edit this podcast. You can take out every every little pause that you want. Yeah, but like it's just, that's more work. And these people, I don't know. Um, so, subject: sponsor tattoos. Alex Muil, superstar. <laughs> Body. You can transform Alex Muil into the greatest soccer player in the world just by getting a tattoo of one of RBNY sponsors on your wrist. Do you choose one, Yanmar, two, the University of Southern New Hampshire, three, Red Bull itself? No hospital for special surgery? Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> if he if he got that tattooed on his forehead, that no no not him you on oh, your wrist. I would get that tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> HSS. Yeah, hospital for special surgery. Uh, yeah, that would uh, raise raise a lot of eyebrows. But yeah, um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, if that makes Mwila a fucking legend. Then we'll pick one of the one of the three um, that he gave us. What were the three again? Uh, Yanmar, um, 
University of Southern New Hampshire and Red Bull? Um, oh, those are all so. So here's so here's my reasoning. I have go ahead. Very okay. So I think that Red Bull, like, if you have a logo of the fucking Red Bull, like, why would you have an energy drink logo tattooed on you? You look like a douche. Like, you might like Red Bull and not be a douche, but you're gonna look like one. Two, (laughs) two, University of Southern New Hampshire, like, I don't even know what the fucking logo looks like. Three, Yanmar. Just the letters. Yanmar, like, the the YM, like, wordmark thing, that logo, not, not the worst thing in the world. You could just pass it off as a minimalist tattoo, in my opinion. Ugh. I mean, you're you're kind of right. Yeah, like you're it's right. the least offensive logo. <laughs> it is, but like, uh, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I guess like uh, like a Red Bull logo on your fucking wrist, like it's just like how much do you love Red Bull? Like, <laughs> uh, but I the mean, only but person, you, but you could but you could like pass it off as only like being pers- a really like a diehard fan though. No, but it's not. It has to have the soccer ball for it to be like like just the Red Bull logo. You'd have to pretty much be that heir who's a fugitive. Have you heard about this? Like no. the guy, the the founder of Red Bull's, like uh, the the heir to the Red Bull fortune from Thailand. He's like on the lam because he like uh, committed vehicular homicide or something. So he's been going around <laughs> the world as this like playboy um, who what? has so much money that he can just get away with it and live a luxury lifestyle. But now he's a fugitive. <laughs> okay. So if you're that guy, you can have a Red Bull tattoo, but no one else. <laughs> okay yeah 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 uh, yeah i agree okay fine yeah mar that's yeah that's probably the most logical choice mm, that's yeah so there you go benny i would get a Yanmar tattoo if it meant that alex meal becomes the better than messi yeah but does he stay on red bull how long does he stay on red bull for he never leaves jesse starts him all the time yeah, <laughs> yeah. what do you we win the club world cup with alex meal hat trick <laughs> does, does, does he still like play like as frustratingly bad but then just, just like, like somehow s- scores <laughs> just scores all the time despite yeah. like losing the ball <laughs> yeah i i hope so i i think that's the only way he becomes the world's greatest player oh surely just like yeah. he trips on himself and scores with his neck all the time or something yep all exactly. right well so that uh that wraps it up yeah um, any any final final uh final comments uh I, I i will say uh and you're about to plug it uh, I ran into some uh, canvassers outside of my mm-hmm. uh, apartment, and they mm-hmm. were canvassing for none other than Jabari Brisport, the Green Party candidate mm-hmm. for the Open Socialist, who's running. I guess maybe he's running for city council. For city council, yeah. okay. In uh, in what part of in in, in Brooklyn, right? So Brooklyn. yeah, yeah. So if you are in Fort Greene, Clinton Hill, Prospect Heights, uh, Bed Stuy, and Crown Heights, um, for I guess a large part of it. Please vote for Jabari. Yeah, please vote for Jabari. Please vote just in general. He's him. not Jill Stein. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know a whole bunch about the Green Party. That's uh, that's something that Brit can speak a bit, uh, speak to a bit better than myself. Uh, and I don't know, maybe you can, Peaches. You can probably speak a little bit better to it as well. But the local candidates are he does like, he does not have a photo rem- with of him eating dinner with putin remarkably <laughs> remarkably <laughs> different than the national candidates uh, for the fucking green party so. also like this is very feasible so yeah it's feasible there's more nuance to it i i think that he's uh, yeah 
I wouldn't vote green on the national level, but I'm, I'm heavily swayed in this in this particular case. Cool. Well, this has been probably the best episode we've ever had because we don't, you know, like we don't have the the the, the sad fuckboy. Uh, you didn't have somebody stand. to like to like bring you down after everything. Yeah, that, this with, was, with 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 berating your spicy takes. This is great. I'm just gonna not, not let Brit into my apartment anymore to record this yeah. podcast. Yeah. So uh, join us uh, in segment three where we talk about the Knicks and uh, <laughs> their inevitable win against the Houston Rockets, even though they're down by 30 points right now in the fourth quarter. But uh, just actually, just don't listen to segment three because you're just going to end up listening to the entire song. And if you do like listening to the entire song, go for it. But you know, there's nothing at the end of the song. Yeah. So, so uh, good night. Bye. <laughs> Real Michelle French stands, stand up though.